Today marks the 60th anniversary of the Durban Group Aries Proclamation of 1958. It was a time of great upheaval and a time where people were forced to move post the 1950 Group Aries Act. People from settled communities like Cater Manor, Seaview, Hillary and Gravel had to forcibly move to places like Chatsworth, Amlazi, Kwamashu. Later on, we also invited people from the magazine barracks and railway barracks, although they were affected by the 1960s. So we accommodate these people from these settled environments and communities to come and share their stories about displacement and relocation. What is it that people are saying happened to them during this time? I think it's important that we understand exactly what happened during this time and how much people were displaced. It's important that we look at specific areas and we look at how much land was lost during the specific time. We look at places like, for example, Rospera, Seaview, Bel Air. There were 6,080 Indians that were displaced. A total of 3,306 Africans were displaced. In, in central Durban, Indians were going to be disposed of or dispossessed sorry, of 755 acres of land dwellings to the value of 266,000 pounds. Now we're talking about a place called home. People were displaced from their homes. So it was a very traumatic experience, moving then to places where they were not familiar with their surroundings, not being able to have access to the shops that they were familiar with. Remember also it was a disruption of cultural life. They were temples and mosques and churches that were destroyed. They were people that were so close together in terms of the linguistic breakups in the areas that, you know, this forced a breakup as far as that was concerned. You could sense from the uh, photographs the, the sense of trauma, the um, grief as suffered by mums and uh, young mums at that particular time. There are photographs that we have which is very sad and tell a very sad tale. So. Um, they had within a year to move. Now the sad, sad part of it is that in places like Block AK and Gravel, you had places that were removed, places that were destroyed, where people had to move. Many of them settled in Chatsworth and Phoenix and so on. But up to today, these places remained untouched. So in other words, they were destroyed, homes were destroyed, but these places, nothing has taken their place. So it meant that you know it was just destroyed for the purpose of removing areas just for the exclusive right or the use of white people, but nothing was done to those areas. So that was very sad. How relevant are these acts to today's land expropriation that is currently taking place? I think it's very relevant. I think at the moment it's become a very topical issue in terms of our community and the government at large. And I think it bears relevance in terms of how we address this particular problem. There's an irresponsible current un underway at the moment, which means that there's an irresponsibleness as far as the way in which people are, are behaving and people are acting in terms of appropriating and expropriating land that does not belong to them. And I think uh, the government has a responsibility in providing a point of reference. This point of reference has not been brought forward. And I think the longer we take with it, it becomes a very emotive issue. And I think land in itself is a very emotive issue. It's something that needs to be resolved immediately. So the more we engage 
engage with each other and I think the more we are able to provide to government a point of reference as far as how the land expropriation is going to unfold and how it's going to be unpacked will be very important. So I think the relevance of the Durban Proclamation Act is highly relevant to what's happening in current day in terms of how we ought not to be doing things that cause so much of pain and hurt to people in terms of displacement and relocation as well. And how do you think this act affected the history, the historical timeline of the Indian community in South Africa? I think it affected the Indian community very harshly. As I said, from 1934 up until present day, we still have problems as far as land and land ownership and housing is concerned. And being an emotive issue, I think we need to address and tackle the matter as a matter of fact rather than leaving these things as in a matter of abeyance or in a grey space. 